right now, comedian Lisa Lepinelli. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how's it going? We're good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. It's oh, been of a, course. It's been a long time. You weren't, I know. You weren't skinny, Lisa, the last time we spoke to you. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it can't be that long, really? Yeah, it's been that long. God, I'm unpopular with you. <laughs> no, no, not no. really. We I think it. last Listen, time we, we talked to you, like we've talked to you before you were married, when you were about to get married, after you had just gotten married, and so if you've been married what, a few years no, now, she's divorced, and now no, she's I'm divorced. divorced. <laughs> she got rid of. So it's been a few years. She got rid of big balls. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk. We got a lot to catch up on. Let's catch up. So first of all, how are you feeling now that you uh, lost all the weight? Are you feeling good? I feel great. I lost 107 pounds. Kept it off four and a half years. And the only thing that sucks about it is I can't eat like I have nine rectums anymore. (laughs) Why'd you end up divorced? What happened? Well, what happened was I think me and Jimmy Big Balls only had one thing in common, that we both liked to eat. And then we both got the weight loss surgery, and we kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, Mm. I don't even like to talk to you. (laughs) Oh, no. No, for sure. And what's, what's ironic and great about the whole thing is the last time I was, I was on Long Island because I went to Jimmy's wedding with his new wife, who oh. I introduced him to. No that is, way. I gotta, Lisa, that is just, I, I, you, you hear those stories. It's just too weird. It's, you, it's weird. You don't understand. When you hate each other as much as me and Jimmy did as married couple, you're so happy to be out of it that you're best friends when it ends. You're just happy to get rid of them, huh? Boy, say we couldn't stand each other. Now, oh. I like them both as individuals, and as a couple, they listen to each other's dumb stories, and I'm like, oi, 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 no wonder I'm not with one of these two. Did it Better co- her than you. Did it cost you a <laughs> yes. ton of Did it cost you a ton of money to get out? You know what? Not much, because I'll tell you what happened with Jimmy Big Wolf. He's not the brightest guy in the world, God bless his soul. Mm-hmm. However, he, so he didn't really read the prenup when he was signing it, because he was all starry-eyed in love with me, because look at me, I'm a doll who wouldn't be. <laughs> right. And Ends up, I didn't know him much at all. So maybe it was enough to get her a good engagement ring, and that's it. Like, once you started losing the weight, but like, during the whole transition, were they looking at you differently? Like, oh, no, but you're supposed to be this. This is this character that you play. Yeah. I did get the whole thing of, like, oh, are you going to pull a Jonah Hill? Are you going to not be funny anymore? Right. And I was like, well, I don't know. If that happens, maybe I'll get nominated to Oscars like he did. Like, I don't think <laughs> that's, a good point. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, wah, wah, wah for him, right? Right. And the thing is, too, like, I don't think funny is sort of something you can lose or gain unless you start taking yourself all seriously like some of these creeps do out there, these actors and comedians. Mm. Now, luckily, I think I got funnier because I took more, even more chances because I'm like, now I'm skinny and you can't hurt my feelings. So it really, I'm, I'm lucky that it worked out. I'm even nuttier on stage than I was before. Are you still the queen of mean? Oh, my God. I just did a roast, <laughs> a private roast. For every idiot on the planet that you can think of right now, because I said to myself after I read these jokes, I said, what is wrong with me? I'm mentally ill that I'll go to these directions and heights now that I lost the weight. Right. So I, I kind of got more fearless, I think, because I just used to be a normal comic, like a monologist, you know, talking about their life. Right. And suddenly someone yelled something mean at me. I turned literally in, in one joke, I turned into an insult comic. And I mean... <laughs> Thankfully for the world, I did because I think I'm terrific. But it also really hurt that much that I like let uh, let it really take mm. take me in a new direction. Because I remember you were going on retreats and going to Arizona and going to oh, fat still. camps and doing all that other stuff. Yeah, I still do. I go um, to this place, this meditation place now, and you know I take it seriously when I'm there. Then forget everything. Right. When I come home. 
Yeah. Um, but luckily, the eating stuff has worked. You know, I've learned to eat healthier. I'm no, believe me, I still have dessert. I still like, yeah, I can pack it in if I really mm. want to. But, you know, I've learned how to kind of manage it so I don't gain the weight back. Because, man, dude, I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. I feel old. Now I feel young, which explains why I dye my hair crazy colors. I guess I look like <laughs> Mark Simpson banged Miley Cyrus. I don't care. It's okay. We're talking to Lisa Lepinelli. How about when you were on a... Everybody has an opinion on Donald Trump, because obviously with the election coming. When you were on Apprentice, did you have any experience with him that has helped form your opinion as to if you really like him or if you kind of dislike him? Or do you agree with any of the stuff that's going on with him? What's your, what's your, what do you think of Donald Trump? Well, he was always kind of good to me. The only weird thing he ever did was, and I guess it makes sense now that all this stuff with the women is coming out. Yeah, here we go. Um, he would compliment every single woman on The Apprentice except for me. Like, what was so funny is, like, yes, I get that I'm a 248-pound battle axe going through menopause who isn't your cup of tea, but, I mean, at least you could, like, say, hey, nice hair or something. Right. But he would constantly be like, doesn't Teresa look beautiful today? Oh, Aubrey, you're gorgeous. And then he'd say to me, Lisa, doesn't Teresa look beautiful today? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I'm one of the guys. How did this happen? Did he, did he call Molly Matlin, Matlin retarded? I don't think so. I mean, not not in my... Oh, I wasn't on that year. Oh, okay, you know, that was a different one. To be honest, she, she kind of talks like one. <laughs> <laughs> you would be a good running mate for Trump. That would be kind of hysterical. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wouldn't that be well, great? He did, he did steal all my jokes about Mexico. He's talking about it for real. <laughs> How's sex now, Lisa, with, with the I weight loss? No, why not? No lie, I've been celibate for four years, and I've only been divorced two, so I guess that really shows oh. how great the marriage was, by the way. But, no, I just don't even date. I don't, like, want to right now. Mm. Why? I, have, I don't know. I think it's when, I mean, you guys, when you get older, you'll figure it out, I think. Because what happens is you go through menopause and you get shut down down there. Like, I'm nobody appeals to me. Right. Like, I'm, it's mm. so, you know, the only guy who turns me on and it's disgusting because he's so young is this, uh, Derek Huff from Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah, That's, I know. I have really bad gay taste in men. So do you uh, have do you have any sex drive? Like masturbate? Nothing. None. Nothing, none, dude. And part of me is glad because, in all seriousness, it's like a saving me from dating bad guys. Yeah, just because they're hot. But it's also like, ooh, is that ever gonna wake up again? So right now, I think it's better. I, it probably is dead a little too from that that ball sack hitting it so hard. Oh, right, <laughs> right. I was gonna say, do you, do the brothers still hit on you now that you're thin? Never. Night. Never. Oh, no. no way. God, your life has drastically changed since the last time we <laughs> yeah. spoke. They turned on me, these blacks, because as you know, the blacks like a big ass, so they have something to hide behind when the cops start shooting. <laughs> I thought. I thought maybe I'd date a Latino. That would be nice, right? Yeah, right. But then I was like, come on, I'm a rich white woman. It's kind of a risky. It's like the person who adopts a pit bull. At some point, something's going to go horribly wrong. Right. So right. I don't know. Maybe it's, I got to go to Asians in a few years. You never know. You know, let's not get crazy. I know, really. You're not there yet. You're not there yet. But I, that would worry me, I think, because the the lack of sex drive, I think, would worry me. Because well, I, I think it's important. You sound comfortable with it. You sound very comfortable with it. Mm. But at the same time, I think, you know, did you lose your confidence in that department? No. No, I lost the drive to bang. So I think it's basically like if somebody just wanted to make out, maybe. But right. I don't even think about it. It's, it is very weird. You're right. I'm oddly comfortable with it. But also, here's the deal. 
I went to the doctor to test, you know, the hormones and stuff, and they said I'm virtually out of the hormone that makes mm. you have a sex drive. And I'm like, well, why mess with it? Do I want to start banging? Not really. I mean, what have I gotten out of it? A pinched nerve in my neck and a yeast infection. I don't need it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are incredibly broken. <laughs> I am. I am. Yes, you know what's good about it? It still makes money with comedy because people like to feel better about themselves. Compared to me. Has the... Oh, boy. Do you find the audiences... Did the size of the audience change as you became... Thinner? Like, did, did that play a role in any of it, or no? It didn't matter. You mean I still, do I still appeal to fat people? Or no. The actual no, did, you know, because let's let's be honest. You know, we talked about this years ago uh, with American Idol when uh, Hudson. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson was on. I said she's never right. going to win. She's too big to win. America, right. will, um, America will never have it. And she right. lost, and it turned out she's been one of the greatest talents we've seen in God knows how many years, and she was phenomenal. Right. Um, but I wondered when you were a heavier comic, have now that you lost weight, have the venues gotten bigger? Has your audience grown because she's thinner and maybe more accepted? Oh, no, 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 because I'm not more accepted because I still get all this crap about being too edgy, too yeah. dirty, too C-wordy. I like <laughs> the C-word. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say politically incorrect stuff. I don't know what they have to get through their head is, no matter how many times you tell me not to say a certain word, I say it 10 times as much. Right. So everybody should just leave me alone. Because when people come to see my show, it's literally just whatever I want to say at the moment. Like right. actors, and I'm, I'm learning now from doing a play, actors don't even realize that you're allowed to ad-lib in comedy. That's why I love it. So mm. here's me. I go on stage at a Westbury or wherever. You never know what the hell I'm going to say. And people need to shut up on the Twitter and just come out only if they're prepared for some brutal stuff. That's right. the Lampanelli. What do you want me to turn into freaking some cute little thing? It ain't going to happen. Just because I lost weight, I'm still a battle axe who's angry and <laughs> hate life. Right. So, Lisa, all the Twitter political correctness, because it has changed a lot since we yes. talked to you last. So much, but it's not. you're not letting it affect your act. And is that a headache because you're constantly getting, you know, hashtagged and <laughs> attacked on Twitter and trolled? Or do you just well, ignore my, it? You're, you're, you make a great point. I'm smart enough to have someone go through my Twitter for me and tell me the good ones to answer, and I just ignore the rest. <laughs> nice. Think about it. If you let every jerk tell you what to do, you won't have an edge anymore. Right. I'm not going to let some guy without a sense of humor. Like, I remember once, this isn't dirty, so I could say it on the air. I once, I was having a bunch of my gay male friends over for to watch the Tonys, and I I have a lot of gay people following me. And I tweeted something so innocent, like, oh, I'm having all the gays over tonight to watch the Tonys. Every glory hole in Manhattan will be vacant tonight. Right. So I think that's pretty clean, pretty nice. Well, do you know, I get attacked not by gay men, by the white women who feel bad for them. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're not a victim here. You're right. making them a victim. So I go, I can't listen to these idiots. I don't care about their opinion. And, you know... I have somebody else read my Twitters. They tell me the nice people, and those are the ones I answer. I can't even with this. That's the world we Good live idea. in, man. I, I'm surprised an insult comic can still even make a living because, yeah, no because no it's getting to the point where the comedy stage used to be the last bastion of free speech. Anything right. goes because it was the comedy stage. Now everybody's got something to bitch about. Everybody's looking for something to bitch. They're not even going to comedy clubs looking to laugh. They're looking to be offended so they have something to bitch about. 
I, what I think is lucky for me is my fans are so into what I do and right. what Rickles does, people like that, that that's sort of an escape for them. So they go, oh, I'm going anyway, and I'm going to tape it and put it out there, which is great uh. because it gets more play with me. Right. I'm shocked at how many people want to escape political correctness mm-hmm. and see something that you can't see on TV. I mean, I do specials and stuff like that, but they're always on cable because, of course, you're not going to see something like I say on regular right. TV. Did you so see- I like the fact that people think they could come to my shows and just escape from all that PC stuff. Did you see Netflix just gave Chris Rock $40 million for two specials? Oh, God bless him. Forty. I need to I need to be him. I need to be black. <laughs> Forty million dollars for two specials. I That's saw that silly. story. I was like, Jesus. Apparently he hadn't done stand up in like eight years or something along those lines. I didn't know that. I mean, maybe that's what I have to do. I have to pretend to quit stand-up, and then people give me $40 million. Chances are they won't, but I could try it. Do you, do you write for anybody else? Oh, God, no. I'm only talented enough to handle myself. Right. I can only write in my voice, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that roast voice. Because I like, I don't know if you've ever seen me live, but honestly, punchline every six seconds or I'm not doing it. Like, I don't. I'm not one of those broads who tells a lot of stories, and right. no one cares about you, lady. If I want to hear a bitch complain, I'll stay home with my wife, right? <laughs> so I do very quick punchlines, so that's the only way I know how to write. I think I could never be a sitcom writer because you have to build a little, not me. I just kind of have to, and I say see a lot, so I don't know if they like that. Right. By the way, I find that if you throw, if you take the C word and you throw yeah. a Y at the end of it, it completely softens the blow. Really? Yeah, like if I'm fighting my wife, I'm like, stop being c-wordy. C-e. Yeah. Throw the y at the end, and all. But if I would, if I said stop being a c, I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna get hit with something hard. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's I would never a, say that. But if I you're, say you're right. you throw the y at the end of it, it's a whole new world. Wow, I love that you discovered that. That's a man who really loves his wife. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> He's so soft. You know, here's my question: How do you make the c-word even worse? Because I've been saying it for years, and it's kind of not have an edge anymore. So if you find a way to make it even more horrible, let me know. <laughs> Throw bleeding in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> That's horrible. Hey, Lisa, who wrote the play? I did. All right. Why? Why? Because I have had struggles with food and weight for freaking 50 years, and I finally had the surgery, and I was like, man... Every woman I ever talked to about anything, the conversations goes to weight, body image, something. So right. I figured a funny look at weight and body image and, you know, all these different problems we had would be good because, you know, we got to lighten up about a lot of this stuff. It can't always be like, oh, being on Oprah and crying about it. Mm-hmm. Let's have some fun with it. And the show got such a good response that uh, we extend it till November 13th. Good for you. And it's, uh, it's, I, I'm excited. It's got to be you, difficult to make that funny. It is, but guess what? That's why it took me six years to write, but it's it's really, everybody's telling me it's, it's affecting them, and the weird thing is a lot of men, too, because men worry about how they look. I'm sorry, like, even straight guys. Yeah. So, uh, although it is easier to be a fat guy than a fat woman, you must admit True. that. True, absolutely. Guys are expected to be a little fat. Yeah, because women, we, we excuse you guys. For your fatness and your dull personality. Right. Women, <laughs> you just want us to look like beauty queens like Lisa Lampanelli. How could you do that? <laughs> hey, Lisa, with all the stuff you've been doing, uh, do you have anything, uh, any movies coming up, anything like that? No, guess what I'm good at? I'm go- Oh, I'm going to tell you a story that I never told in public. Would you like to hear it? Yes, yes please. 
It's about <laughs> movies. And the only reason I'm telling it is because I heard a similar a celebrity say a similar thing yesterday, and I'm allowed to tell it. Um, I was very ashamed because I got cast in probably the biggest animated movie that's going to come out next year. And it's, mm. I can't say what it is, but it's a part of one of those huge franchises. Okay. It was going to be huge for me. And I got fired after I sucked, right? <laughs> so they basically, they basically pay me to stay at home. Oh, and best. then yesterday I found out that Sarah Jessica Parker got fired off two animated movies and Karen from Will and Grace, too. And I said, you know what? I'm in a good club here. I keep getting fired from everything. So I think that's why I have to make my own work. No one appreciates Lisa Lampanelli like I do. So they hired you, and they, they hired you and paid you before you even read a line or did anything? Yeah. You have to... It was hilarious, because I thought it was something to be ashamed of, and Sarah Jessica said no, because it's not, it happens so often, because they want you to be a certain voice that they thought you had. Right. Like, you know, hey, talk like an ant. This is my aunt voice. What do you want from me? <laughs> right. Do you have so the... I'm not going to do a freaking Boston accent and be an ant under the ocean. I'm not a freaking actor. Shut up. You hey. want Lisa Lampanelli or not? Hey, I need I need your agent because you're, you're, <laughs> That's your, the best deal your ever. agent just says the best deal ever. <laughs> oh, I know. It's great because I love it. Oh, my God. Here's another thing. God, I'm opening up to you guys. Okay. Go right ahead. A few years ago, I was supposed to do a uh, corporate gig, which is basically a corporation paid you an ass load of money, like mm. 50 grand, 100 grand to do, like, some little dumb routine. Right. Oh, so great. I'm supposed to be performing, and John Legend, me and him, and it's in Washington, D.C. Okay. You know, they hired me without investigating that I'm dirty and uh, oh, politically no. incorrect. So, of course, they say, oh, no, no, we can't have you come. Boom, got paid anyway, son. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> I, that's what you get when you hire a Jewish agent. Oh, that's the best. Well, good for you. I mean, they booked you. They kept you from making other money. You got to get paid. It's That's not, what I think. It's not your problem. They messed up. Lisa, you hold their feet to the fire. You sound happy as hell. Congratulations. You really do. I don't know how it happened. I've gotten so <laughs> lucky. I think it started with the weight loss. Right. Then you know it just sort of snowballed. I adopted a dog. I ended up having a nice life. I'm so happy and. I don't know, man. I think it's just cool. And, of course, this would be great if suddenly today I get killed in a car accident and you're the last <laughs> freaking interview and you're like, she was happy for a day. Yes. Hey, thanks for taking some time with us, Lisa. Oh, uh, God bless. Thanks for everything, guys. Sure. Keep staying happy and uh, good luck with the play and everything. Thank you. Bye, Bye Lisa. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Lisa Lampanelli, one of our favorites for sure. She's so cool. Here on the bone.